Hello, my friends, and welcome to Daily Bible Reading, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for February 27th is Numbers chapters 8 through 10. I love in chapter 8 how there's a picture, a microcosm, if you will, of God's goodness and provision even through the offering. Now, you guys have picked up on, we've talked about how every offering, a sacrifice, is when a, an animal is sacrificed, it's turned into a meal, and the people actually eat that meat. So it's not wasteful, it's, but it's a picture of giving to God, and then out of that gift, there is provision, there is food for the people, specifically, oftentimes, the Levites. Here, God calls the Levites my special people, and he's like, I am claiming them for myself. But look at what he does in verse uh, 19, I believe it is. From the Israelites, I have given the Levites exclusively to Aaron and his sons. So he claims them as his own, and then he gives them to Aaron and his sons to perform the work for the Israelites at the tent of meeting to make atonement on their behalf so that no plague will come against the Israelites when they approach the sanctuary. So he takes from the Israelites, gives to Aaron and his sons, the really the, the forefathers of the Levite tribe, tribe or at least a special subset of the Levite tribe, I should say, for the Israelites. He takes from, for, and it's not for himself. God is giving us this picture of how he loves it when he provides for us. And then he says, can I have that, that thing you love? I want to take that. And then as we give it to him, he turns around and he blesses us more. You cannot outgive God. Now, if God is requesting things of you and you give begrudgingly because you love that money so much, it hurts to give away that money that you love so much, he's probably not going to bless you with more money. But if you do it in faith, God loves a joyful giver. And if you do it in faith, not expecting anything in return, not doing it tit for tat, quid pro quo in order to get something, but just out of obedience and faith, knowing that he's going to meet all of our needs, then, by golly, he does. He's good that way. Chapter 9, there's an institution of the makeup day for Passover. Some people who are unable to make Passover because they're ceremonially unclean, ask Moses. So basically, this isn't fair. Moses prays. God says, let them do a second Passover next month. So he makes provision, even for those who are ceremonially unclean. And again, when people are separated because they're unclean, it's not cutting them off for the, for, from all of the people for all time. It's making provision and keeping God's name holy, sometimes physically for health reasons, protecting the clan around them but he's blessing them. And then in chapter 10, 
They're given instructions on how to sound the trumpet blast when it's time to gather the people and when it's time for the people to move out. And we're reminded of how God would appear as a cloud over the people, protecting them during the day as they traveled, and then would be a pillar of fire at night. And they were told, when God says go, we go. And when God says stop, we stop and we camp. And sometimes it'll be two days. Sometimes it'll be a month. It could even be a year. But we don't go anywhere unless God is calling us. And we don't stay, or we stay only as long as God is staying in his place. And I love what Moses says in chapter 10, verse 31. Whenever the ark set out, Moses would say, Arise, Yahweh, let your enemies be scattered, and those who hate you flee from your presence. And when the ark came to rest, Moses would say, Return, Yahweh, to the countless thousands of Israel. How humble of God, the creator of the universe, to submit himself to the prayer of a flawed, a really good and yet flawed man, this prophet Moses. You know, he loves to answer prayers. He loves the prayer of faith. He's good like that. God bless you, my friends. Thank you for being on this journey with me. See you tomorrow.